Hello, my friends. This is Brian Q. Davis broadcasting from the Sales Warrior Podcast, a conversation about dominating your marketplace without sacrificing your body, your marriage, your children, or your soul. And today's topic is this. What is it to be a man? Sit back and relax, and let's see if we can tackle this topic. This came across my plate because this morning I saw a Facebook post about the new Gillette commercial that is seeking to tackle the idea of masculinity and introduce that the way men have behaved or are behaving at large in our culture is is wrong and that a higher standard is called for. Now, at its core, I agree with what they're trying to say. I just believe that uh, a brand doesn't have a whole lot of moral authority to preach anything. But I can appreciate the idea But it's also kind of useless because it says, on one hand, do this and just be better. But no one's offering an actual fucking formula to do it. And so, just like New Year's resolutions that we can all feel good about for a few minutes, this, like everything else, will just pass. But I wanted to talk about a place where I was and talk about a place where I am now and part of the journey that I've seen within that, but also hopefully expose to you a part of what is reality in today's world and culture, specifically around the conversation of what it is to be a man or more specifically, be the man. I recently posted on my Instagram a picture of my daughter giving me a kiss. It was on her birthday. And in reflection on that picture, I realized that the man that is her hero, the hero of a four-year-old, is part of what it is to be the man. The hero of a four-year-old daughter is part of what it is to be the man. And so when today, when I see this, all the commentary and as I'll talk about here in a second, I look at zero news. I started thinking about this because I saw this article, this editorial by Jocko Willink who is former Navy SEAL and speaker, author. And he was responding to this Gillette commercial. Well, part of it was the Gillette commercial really triggered it. What he's really responding to was a report that came out from the American Psychological Association. In this report, which is entitled The Guidelines for Psychological Practices with Men and Boys, specifically calls out certain qualities that it says and, and, and seems to indicate are harmful. 
stoicism, competitiveness, dominance, and aggression are all harmful, is the general frame. And he was responding to this. And so in considering the fact that this is now a part of the conversation, this is core to when I speak to the Sales Warrior podcast, it, I mean, it's for everyone, but specifically I'm talking to men that are like me, were like me, that I've been where they're at. And where I found myself a few years ago was in a place of sedation instead of creation. Because I'd have you consider that the natural state of a man is that of a creator and a builder. This goes all the way back to creation. Go check Genesis. Adam was called to work the garden. Tend the garden. It's our natural state. We are created in the image of God, and God is a creator. It is his nature. And if it is his nature, it is our nature. To create and build. That's one of the first primary qualities of being the man. But where so many of us find ourselves is not in a place of creation, but a place of sedation. Not in a place of truth, but in a place of lies to others and to ourselves. Not in a place where we are able to express our feelings, but one rather where we are told, toughen up. Your feelings don't matter. Bury your feelings. We live not in a world where we're focused on what we're building, but one where we're distracted by bread and circuses. All of the distractions that are set up in our culture and in our lives to keep us not focused on producing and building shit, but instead to spend hours and hours and hours of our lives distracted with bread and circuses just like they did in ancient Rome to keep the populace sheep. And instead of focusing on results and actually delivering results, scoreboard points on the scoreboard, we live in a world of reasons of why we can't do it or why we're not going to do it. Those reasons could be interpreted as stories, the stories that keep us exactly where we are in a karmic cul-de-sac, looping year after year after year, losing our identity of who we truly are, instead becoming fat, distracted, disconnected, depolarized douchebags. We see this all the time. We know this. We see the, it's, it's, the, it's, it's so pervasive that it becomes our reality and we don't know any different. Now this Gillette commercial does a pretty good job of making it look like the entire populace is that way. 
Okay. Maybe to some extent that's accurate. But it presents men as this caricature of misogynist, sexist, lazy, distracted caricature, which is in many cases what men have become at large. And there's this place where we sit in two two extremes. One, the one who's all feelings, no function. Everything's going to be fine. Oh, no problem. Docile. No aggression. No desire to be competitive because everybody's a winner. That everybody's a winner culture that doesn't acknowledge the reality that there are winners and losers and there's as much lessons in losing as there are as there is in winning. But instead, everything everybody's a winner, everybody gets a trophy. That part of the mindset depolarized from any type of feminine energy and just as sedated on one side of the equation. On the other side of the equation, the asshole, producer, misogynist, the, all the caricatures that uh, modern culture would probably wrap around our president right now, whether they're true or not. That's not what this is about. But we all know what that looks like. Oh, he's misogynist, he's this, he's sexist, he's what, all that stuff. The guy that, uh, the villain that we would all associate with, you know, the Hollywood director that uh, sexually assaults people for years and is able to do it from a place of money and power. There's that guy on the other extreme, but he's making lots of money. And so in the middle of this, there's a gap. Because the examples that we can look to as men are few and far between of any man, anyone who is living right down the middle. And that is rare air. Now, Gillette can sit here and say, hey guys, um, if you see somebody bullying, like stop them. And uh, oh yeah, don't let your buddy be a douchebag and whistle at the girl on the street. And uh, yeah, don't... Um, don't take the ideas from uh, other female executives in your company and present them as your own and play them down, which is these are all things that happen in the commercial. But when we look for examples of what that looks like, there are few and far between. And so I ask myself the question, why is that? And one of the base pieces of knowledge inside of the Wake Up Warrior movement is this concept and this idea that was developed by Garrett J. White called the systematic sedation of man. And he did some research into thinking about why this is. Why is it that we have this gap between both extremes? And he went back into history and exposed 
that our modern culture, the men that we have today, have been being set up for 100 years to be in this place. You see, if we go way back, and in my family, I don't have to go that far back because I'm only one generation away from this. But if we go way back, pre-industrial revolution, the world was an agrarian society. Families had farms and they grew up together, they worked together, they produced together in, in concert with each other and in proximity to each other. And so little Johnny got to see his father working and producing right outside the window of his house. And he got to see an example daily of what that looked like. He got to see an example daily of the mother and the father operating and producing together. Was everything perfect? Of course not. It created the possibility for little Johnny to see daily what that looked like. But then came the Industrial Revolution. And the Industrial Revolution, which in this, in this study is called Riff Number One, the Industrial Revolution comes along and says, hey, Papa, there's more money to be made and a bigger promise of what is possible in the city. Go there and work in the factory. Get the money so you can provide a better life for your family. Now, what this did is it took Papa away from being right outside the window for little Johnny and took him away from the family for eight to nine to 10 to 12 hours a day Bringing home the money became the entire game. And what happened in that space is that now mom had to become not just mom, but mom and dad, because dad's gone. Working, working, working. This is the path that I was on. This is, the, this is, the, this is what I saw as a child. My dad was a, what was known as a workaholic. God bless him. But this, he was operating on the same idea. I got to go get the money. And mom has to now become mom and dad because dad's not around. Now, in my dad's defense, he was around a lot more than I saw other fathers be. And he was certainly committed to his family. But he was operating off this idea that he had to go get the money. And that work became a sedation. Just like I did not too long ago. And so many men in sales fall into this idea that because our entire job is to produce, that's what we do. That we're constantly chasing down that number and it becomes the justification for everything else that we're doing. I, don't, I can be away from the family. I can be not present. I can travel eight weeks out of the next nine weeks after the birth of my daughter, my second daughter, which is exactly what I did because I just got to go get the money. 
So this mindset that comes from the Industrial Revolution is still pervasive today. And then what happened? Riff number two, World War II. World War II plunged the world into darkness and violence. And the reaction from that, from our culture, was an entire generation of men who stepped up to the call. Who stepped up to the call to defend our freedom, our liberty, our lives, and to seek out the desire to liberate others. True heroes. But the machine of World War II, that violent machine, created an entire generation of men who were told, because of their military training, to bury their feelings. To bury their feelings because they interfere with the mission. And your feelings aren't okay. Just rub some dirt on it. Stiff upper lip. And so an entire generation came back and buried their feelings with alcohol, work, and every other sedation. And lost touch with who they were back on the farm. And so in this place where they were unable to express their feelings, they buried them. And those buried feelings became a cancer. I certainly saw this at some level with my grandparents, my grandfathers, and what they buried about things that happened in the war. They shared plenty, but there was plenty that they didn't share. They shared plenty but there was plenty that they didn't share. And what did that create? Now I've got a man who's burying his feelings, who's got the story, it's all about go get the money. And now what you've created is a place where now mom has to be super mom. Both raise the kids and work and produce to actually start to become the man Because dad is gone. He's gone both in terms of him working and he's gone emotionally. Which fast forward a few decades and you end up with riff number three. The feminist movement. And the feminist movement, which rightly so, placed a higher value on women than perhaps it had been in the past or in the recent generations just prior to that, for sure, there became, there also came, accompanying that became a lie, which is we are the same. That men and women are the same. It's a lie. We're not. We're equal, but we are not the same. But this idea of that, hey, we're the same, what that did for men is created another frame which said, hey, we actually don't need you. Women don't need you. Go get the money, bury your feelings, and we actually don't need you. And so from a polarization perspective, there's a complete depolarization inside of 
men and women. Now fast forward and what's the result of that when we add social media, untold, incredibly destructive amounts of pornography that is readily available to children as little as five, a society with circuses and bread seeking to keep us consumed and sedated, is there any wonder there's a wave of douchebaggedness right now in the world? The knock-on effects of this are, of course, depression, suicide, homicide, like men as a category are in a self-destruct mode right now. Which as a father of two daughters worries me because what kind of men will be available to my daughters in 20 years? But fortunately for me, I see men and I know men who live this way, who live a different way. And I see them raising sons with a different way. I see men in my church living a different way. A different way that is based on truth, of being real with the facts. A place that is based on being raw with our feelings. I've seen this inside of my church where men are willing to be vulnerable at the highest level out of their own internal certainty and in doing so reach other people in their hearts and they're living this way. A place that is built on focus Focusing on targets across all the domains, not just business, but focusing on targets inside of what we want to do in our connection with God, what we want to do in terms of growing and expanding the capacity of our families, what we want to do in terms of weaponizing our body and turning all of that into massive results in business and every other domain. You see, right now there's a lot of confusion with what it is to be a man or be the man. Because the people that produce our media, the people that tell our stories, are not living anything in any way that in most cases we should follow. And when we have academic endeavors like the American Psychological Assessment telling us that stoicism, competitiveness, dominance, and aggression are all harmful, well, that only adds to the confusion and creates a scenario that says if you can subjugate your mind and your reactivity, i.e. stoicism, That's bad. If I'm competitive, if I'm focused, 
on winning or I'm focused on excelling or growing, that's bad. The dominance, meaning that yes, there are winners and yes, there are losers. And guess what? The loser today can be the winner tomorrow. That somehow dominance in a place, and that's even my common topic of my podcast here, dominate your marketplace. I guess that's bad too. Dominate your marketplace by providing value. But dominance is bad. And aggression, anger, fury. Don't get angry, i.e. don't be aggressive, i.e. bury your feelings. And guess what? Anger is part of our nature. God gets angry. Christ was angry in the temple. But the American Psychological Assessment here, our association, says that's harmful. But of course, they provide no pathway on how to even deal with that and how to live in a world where all of these things become assets instead of destructive anchors. There's more here to cover, and this is a lot to cover in one podcast. But it was something that was on my heart to talk about and to perhaps open up some ideas and some considerations that you can look at and start to see through the matrix of what's going on. I started to consider that I have moved from a place of creation or from sedation to creation. There are things in my life that don't exist anymore. There's things in my life that I don't have room for anymore because I'm daily pushing myself to be a creator instead of a sedator. The fact that this even came across, like I saw this news article is, is incredible. I look at zero news. Things that, things that are outside of my reality now, zero news, none. None. Sports. Used to be a huge LSU football fan. That's fine. Still watch a game occasionally if it's in connection with my family. Otherwise, I don't care. Alcohol. No room for it. In no way can I see how it serves me. Pornography. In no way does it serve me. Gone. How? After two years of living in a frame of subjugation of myself out of love and desire for my family and a constant orientation to my Father in Heaven. There is a formula. There's a science behind this. It doesn't have to be invented in a vacuum chamber by you. The world needs men more than ever. And perhaps that's the call of the Gillette commercial is there's somebody just saying, hey, where the hell are these men? And perhaps if you're listening to this, 
that's what you're seeking too. Is that you're aware. It's like that scene at the beginning of the matrix where Neo kind of knows that there's something off with the world and with himself. And then as you look around your world, you see these sedations playing in, perhaps now exposed as a result of this podcast, but you want something different and you want a way out. And part of my calling is to share all this, and that's why this podcast exists. But specifically, I'm going to make a call to you right now that if you're interested in learning more about this, if you're interested in the formula, if you're interested in understanding how this can be deployed in a way where all of it can be yours, to have it all, in body, being, balance, and in business, and in dominating from a sales perspective. If you're interested in understanding more about this, reach out to me. Brian Q. Davis at thesaleswar.com or Instagram, Facebook, find me. Do it right now. Send me a message. Let's have a conversation. Because the world needs you. Your wife needs you. Your children need you. Your community needs you. To rise. To rise as the king you are here on earth if you choose to live in a new kingdom. Not one of circuses and bread, but one of truth and of light and of love and power. And be the man right where you are today by simply saying what the media has told us is not the truth about me. I can be the man that my daughter will see as a hero always. I can be the man that my son will see as a hero always. I can be the man that my wife will see as the hero always. That's what I got for you today, my friends. This is Brian Q. Davis signing off from the Sales Warrior Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. More to come.